At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here with my man James Salinas out in Colorado for a Salinas Sunday. James, how we doing after a full slate of NFL preseason games yesterday? A full slate of lots of backups to watch. So exciting. <laughs> we get to see everybody's twos and threes and fours and lots of guys I've never even heard of. So, yeah, we're I, I think for the preseason, we know there's only three games and that's a good thing for me. I'm not mm. one that bets a whole lot of preseason Femi. So it's uh, there's a few things to take away. Look at a lot of offensive line play that I do. And we'll I know we'll get into a lot of those those games and matchups from mm. yesterday with the teams. But I don't bet a whole lot when it comes to preseason. I do some assessment with it. But ultimately, then I think the novelty at least for me, the novelty wears off with the preseason games. I know we've just been itching and grinding away yes. and ready to get some football going. And then, all right, after seeing what we saw over the last couple of days, yeah, the novelty is going to wear off. And we are four, <laughs> I think we're four weeks, four weeks away, as a matter of fact, today from the opening Sunday of the NFL going. 25 days away, James, but who's counting over here? We just love this football. Hang out with us over the next three hours. Tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live is where you can find us. At Rounding Again is where you can find James. At Femi Abebefe is where where you can find me coming up over these three hours, football, football, and more football recapping all the games 
over the weekend. We also have games this afternoon between the Vikings and the Raiders. College football futures odds. We'll take a look at the Big 12 at 1030. Then our Blue Chip series continues with the wide receivers. But we haven't forgot about baseball either. We'll sprinkle some in as well. But first, James, let's talk about some of this football that we saw yesterday. And just overall, over the last three days here in the preseason week one, the overs, my friend, have been cashing 13 and three so far during this week in the preseason with one game left. Uh, what do you make of all the scoring we're seeing? Because usually the preseason is sloppy. There's uh, missed extra points, all sorts of bad play, but offenses are coming out firing. Well, I think there was plenty of sloppy play yesterday. Just thinking about the games yesterday as, as a whole, plenty of sloppy play, a lot of turnovers uh, for, I, I just think, I think of the Bills game, the Bills and the Colts. Mm-hmm. I think there were six turnovers in the five or six turnovers just in the first half alone. So very sloppy football. And and we know we're going to see that. We did see Matt Ryan have a couple series early for the Colts. But aside from mm-hmm. him, majority of these teams, you're having backup quarterbacks, but you also have a lot of backup players. And I think it kind of speaks to the defense, really, Femi, that you're going to not, you're not going to see a lot of, you're not going to see a lot of different looks, right? They're going to be a lot of zone coverage or, or in particular, maybe they're working on some some new corners and using a few different techniques out there to see who's going to be what they're maybe in their nickel packages. What is it going to mm-hmm. look like? Uh, not going to have a lot of exotic blitz packages coming, trying to do a lot of confusion up at the line of scrimmage for the quarterbacks. So you get to see a lot of vanilla defense. And I think for quarterbacks nowadays, Femi, even though I know it's a big drop when we talk about it, just thinking about the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL and the rest from there, it's, you know, these are still very polished guys that it's different now with quarterbacks coming in in the NFL. You think about high school, all the seven-on-seven drills, just so many things where we're seeing QBs coming out of college, being very polished in a sense, and now you're playing a lot of a lot of twos and threes and fours in that secondary, not a lot of exotic defenses. So it's kind of interesting, not surprising, especially considering, Femi, how low some of those totals were. We were seeing totals mm-hmm. 32, 31, uh, and I get it over what's happened over years past, what's going to be really interesting is from week one to week two what kind of adjustments will the bookmakers yes. have with those totals will wh- that remain to be seen i know those numbers haven't come out yet for next week at least i haven't seen any we can dig into that but it will be kind of interesting to see the adjustment bookmakers will have to do from week one to week two with the totals yeah and i thought you brought up a really good point there about these defenses being a little bit more vanilla because usually when you hear training camp reports, it's always the defense is ahead of the offense because the defense is throwing out different things. They're trying to get used to what they can do as a scheme wise on the defensive side of the ball. But when the actual games are played, you just see base coverage. They'll just say, all right, we're going to play base coverage and the offenses can kind of get a little bit more comfortable. Maybe that's what we're seeing. And that's why we see more points on the board. Now also some quarterback competitions. I mean, that Pittsburgh and Seattle game, we'll get into that in a couple segments, but I mean, the quarterback competitions for both teams is why we saw these teams going deep into the, to the game with some pretty competent quarterback play relative to what we typically see throughout the preseason. So yeah, I'm really fascinated. You mentioned that we haven't seen any of the numbers come out for week two. The first game is that uh, bears and Seahawks game on Thursday night. Uh, None of those those numbers have come out, but I'm really curious to see if we get some 36 as opening total numbers versus the 32s, the 31 and a half that we're seeing. I believe Rams Chargers, I think, was about 30 around there, the total in that game. So that just goes to show you how low the market was on these games being high scoring. And then the opposite ended up happening once we got to the actual games. Also, James, I don't know how much you say you don't bet a lot of preseason, but for the folks that do bet it, I've seen people talk about how they tease some of these preseason games. Get this. If you teased 14 of the 15 underdogs, you would have cashed all of them. 
They covered all six point teaser legs. They're 14 of the 15. The only one that didn't was the Tennessee Titans. I don't really go about teasing because I don't want to bet minus 120 in the preseason with these teams not really trying to win the games. But if you do, not a lot of teams that are running away from their opponents either. Well, then make a note of that and let's revisit that in a year and we'll have that trend as far as at least yeah. week one when it came to teasers. I don't do a lot of teasers. I don't do a lot of teasers because of the juice. Look, yeah. Back in the day, they were even money minus 110 and that has totally changed. If you can even find 120 with teasers, that's a good find. Yeah. A lot of books, at least here in Colorado, don't even offer teasers any longer. Oh, so wow. it, there's other ways to go about being able to adjust the lines and move lines around with money line parlays where you can do an adjusted dole or adjusted point spread but uh yeah as far as teasers are concerned i struggle to just try to figure out one game let alone now i want to <laughs> pair that up with another game yeah. with preseason again for me it's just something where i know that there's money to be made out there and for those that have the time to to put into that and figure out who's actually going to play and what that rotation looks like in particular for the quarterbacks family then absolutely if you find that angle and that edge pound them go make that money cash those tickets from those books I think the other thing too just to just to follow up on our our original conversation about these totals and these quarterbacks the other thing with these quarterbacks are so many of these quarterbacks very versatile they're not just strictly pocket passers yeah. and all right that reed's gone I'll just throw the football away these guys can extend play they're very, a lot of athletes, especially these backup quarterbacks coming in. A lot of them have plenty of athleticism, can make plays outside the pocket. We saw Perkins doing that last night with the where, uh, with the Rams, where mm -hmm. the play breaks down. is still in vanilla coverages. These quarterbacks can still extend plays with their feet, and they're trying to compete to make play and get onto the roster. There's opportunities to be had, and I think that's where you're moving the sticks and continuing offensive drives because these backup quarterbacks, so many of them are very versatile when it comes to utilizing their legs. Yeah, th this next trend, James, that I want to throw at you here, and it's not a big sample size, so it's hard to really gather, gather whether this is predictive or anything like that, but these first-year head coaches, James, they, they really come out and try to build a winning culture and win some of these preseason games. Yesterday, they went 3-0 first-year head coaches. We saw Matt Eberflus win with the Chicago Bears. We saw Mike McDaniel win with the Miami Dolphins. Then we also saw Nathaniel Hackett win with the Denver Broncos. They'll go at 17, uh, rather 17-7 was the Broncos score of the Dallas Cowboys. But 3-0 yesterday, 1-0 with Brian Dayball with the New York Giants on Thursday. Should we be backing some of these first-year head coaches? Because we have another one tonight with Josh McDaniels. He's been a coach before, but it's been a while with the Raiders. And we saw him take the Hall of Fame game pretty seriously. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point too with you as you're mentioning especially the first year guys, right? Somebody like McDaniels, he's been there before. I know it's been quite a while since he's been a head coach, uh, but for some of these guys this is their first action as a head coach. Yeah, you want to make that impression. You're trying to change a culture. A lot of times you're going, you're you're that new young head coach because you needed a new voice and the team was bad to begin with. And so we got to change. There's a lot of things that need to happen beyond the X's and O's for a team. And you're talking about winning culture. And it starts with their first opportunity to be able to compete in the preseason. So to your point, yeah, early at least for this first week, uh, not a whole lot, but you, what did you say the, the number was? Was it 3-0 with three the rookie yesterday. head coaches? Yeah, 3-0 yeah, yesterday. So, uh, so I, I think there is something to that. Another nugget that we, you can chalk away and look at for a, a potential trend. I'm not a big trends better when it comes to the NFL, but something to, to keep in mind for next year, because there's always more and more head coach. What do we get? 10 new coaching spot. Basically a third of the league mm -hmm. has a new head coach this season. Yeah. That I think that's, that's not a trend. That's a reality. That's usually the case anywhere between eight to 10 coaches each and every year, finding a new home in the NFL. Yeah. And I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Kevin O'Connell, the Minnesota Vikings head coach, also making his head coaching debut later this afternoon against the Las Vegas Raiders. So, 
this Raiders uh, Vikings game, it's, you don't have the first year head coach with Josh McDaniels. It's been a while, but you at least have it with Kevin O'Connell and maybe we bet the total and go over because that's what the market has been doing in this game. That total opened up, I believe it was 34. That's what my numbers show here. 34 was the open. Now we're seeing 37 and a half here in this game that's being taken place in Las Vegas, 125, the kickoff at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, quick thoughts, and we'll get into this game throughout the show as well, but early indication, are you going to go to the over on this one or are you going to sit this out? I'm going to sit this one out. I think, again, we won't see Derek. We won't see Carr. I don't think yeah. we'll see Devontae Adams. So, But the one thing with the Raiders is yeah, if we can go through and kind of look at the depth chart of, of, at the quarterback position in the play. We know for Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is not going to be available mm-hmm. due to COVID. He probably wouldn't be playing anyhow. But going back to the Raiders, we did see that last week with Jared Stidham. Now, Stidham is, is familiar with McDaniels being there in New England, and he looked very polished and looked sure of himself within the offense during the Hall of Fame game. I know on the other side with Jacksonville, they had so many things to have to work through off the field for for Peterson to have to come in. Really wasn't a big priority for them to look. They they look completely disorganized. Much different product that we saw out of Jacksonville the other night as opposed to what we saw in the Hall of Fame game. But I think that's an advantage for the Raiders too and some more opportunities for, for Stidham to make plays. He looked very comfortable in that pocket, make some plays down the field. I suspect we'll see the same thing again in this game. So it makes sense why that number is moved. I don't want to get in on a number now where we've already missed three points of value. So probably just to stay away as far as the total is concerned. Yeah. The quarterback battle between Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins for QB two of Las Vegas might be what tends to trend this thing toward the Vegas Raiders yeah. here. Cause now we're seeing that go up to four and a half and five right now as they're trying to figure out who wins that job. But for the Minnesota Vikings, you have Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond as the QB two and QB three. Last time we saw Sean Mannion was that Sunday night football game against the green Bay Packers. And he did not look good. (laughs) He did not look good in that game. But again, that's also a regular season setting. This being the preseason. So we'll see how Kevin O'Connell goes about this in his first game as a head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. They take on the Las Vegas Raiders as five point underdogs. All right. We're just getting warmed up here on betting across America. On the other side, we recap what we saw yesterday in the national football league. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. you got to subscribe if you want the guide, folks. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with VEASAN full access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside my man James Salinas out in Colorado. James, let's go over some of these games we saw yesterday in the National Football League to try to peel back some takeaways from these teams, starting with the Chiefs and the Bears. That was the early slate over in the Windy City. The Bears get the victory 19-14, to 14, but it's the preseason. Wins and losses don't really matter unless you're looking to cash at the betting window, but some betting takeaways that we might be able to glean and go into the regular season with uh, the Chiefs, they looked sharp. Patrick Mahomes had the touchdown drive business as usual, but I thought their rookie, George Karloftis, really flashed there the first-round pick at pass rusher. Well, I, just thinking about the Chiefs, a tale of two halves. Andy Reid could care less about the W. Yeah. He wants to make sure that his team is going to be efficient. First drive for, for Patrick Mahomes and, and the Kansas City offense. He completes six out of seven passes to six different receivers. So, hey, I got new guys here. Let's start building some chemistry on the field. So very intentional about their game plan coming out, scripted that way, to get his new receiving core involved. Uh, as far as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were concerned, they go score on that first drive. They're up 14 to nothing at halftime, mm-hmm. and then obviously they lose the game 19 to 14 in that second half. And you just look through what uh, – just trying to look through the box score here. I mean, Kansas City played four different quarterbacks in that in that game and Dustin Crum I, I didn't know who Dustin Crum is nor do I care <laughs> he's not going to be on this roster come week one Dustin Crum some rookie from act from Kent State he had six out of 11 for 18 yards so and took three sacks so I think you see a tale of two halves so that's something else to consider too whether you're looking at at 
betting these games as a whole, or maybe in the first half you get that intel that, yes, Patrick Mahomes and that offense, even though they have a new receiving core, a lot of new faces on there to have to replace Tyree Kill, uh, this is a team that knows who they are. They know what their identity is, and they go and execute it just like they should have in that first half. I think on the other side for the Bears, Justin Field made a couple nice throws down the field. Really, what, he had three series. Three series, went four for seven for Mm -hmm. 48 yards, did not score any points on those three series. And I think for Trevor Simeon, now with Chicago, very competent backup. He was probably, I, I think, from the time here in Denver, when he was the quarterback for the Broncos post Peyton Manning and Super Bowl era from Super Bowl 50 and 2015 for the Broncos, he was probably their most consistent, competent quarterback that they had. And it's been a, an open door policy as far as getting <laughs> rotating quarterbacks in during that time since Peyton Manning has retired. I think he was probably the most competent quarterback that Denver has had during that time frame. And he showed out. He played very well, looks very comfortable back in the pocket. So I think as far as the, the depth of quarterback for the Chicago Bears, they have a good one there for Justin Fields because I think it's going to be a long season for Justin Fields, Femi. That offensive line is not a good offensive line for Chicago. There's not a lot of playmakers there. Hopefully for Justin Fields' sake, he can stay healthy for the duration of 17 games, but if he can't get out there because of that porous offensive line, they do have a very competent backup in Chicago with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I've already bet an alternate under on the Bears at five and a half at plus 200 over at Circa just a month ago because I'm not really a believer of this team, but the one way where I could be wrong is if Justin Fields puts on the Superman cape this year and he did look better. So I'm almost leaving myself room for, okay, open my mind up a little bit because if Fields ends up being really good and the quarterback that they drafted, maybe the Bears are a little bit better than we all believe. No, I'm not. And see, that's where I, I don't want to get too reactive to preseason, yeah. whether it's for better or worse, right? I don't want to see one game and say, oh, man, this team looks like a total wreck. Although we can we'll, – I know we're going to talk about the uh, the Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. later, and I will have some comments about the, <laughs> the wreck of that Seattle Seahawks team that I think is going to be for the 2022 season. But I don't want to be too reactive one way or the other based on one preseason game. Again mm-hmm. – Fields might have looked good on a couple of series, but they didn't put any points on the board. And again, very vanilla coming back from Kansas City. They've got some new secondary players that they're having to work through back with at the corner, as well as Honey Badger being gone too. So some things that they're going to have to work out on the defensive side. So it's a work in progress for Kansas City there, and they're not going to show much. They're not going to do a whole lot of defensive fronts to really confuse not only Justin Fields, but the offensive line as well because of all those news pieces. You will definitely see that come in week one, and I think that's the difference like we were talking about before and we're seeing these totals at least for week one just soar over yeah. those those really low points or the low total numbers that was put out there by the books well let's go to our nation's capital where the carolina panthers defeated the washington commanders 23 to 21 it was a furious late rally by the commanders to try to get back into this one but the panthers felt like they were in control for much of this game um it was interesting, though. We saw the two quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, played a series. Sam Darnold played two series. Mayfield, four of seven for 45 yards. Darnold, two of three for 16 yards, but a touchdown pass. Uh, advantage goes to who after round one in this QB battle, James? I think it's this is Baker Mayfield's job. And I think mm-hmm. for Sam Darnold, they know the Carolina Panthers know what they have in Sam Darnold. And we saw, especially in the second half of the season, what they have. And maybe Sam Darnold is one that uh, maybe he's going to be potentially on a new team somewhere. We were talking about, we've talked so much about where's Jimmy G going to land, those kind of things. I still suspected it wherever he goes, it's going to be because there's an injury to a quarterback. Almost saw that with New York and the Jets. Fortunately for Wilson, it's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. 
But I don't know if Darnold's even going to be on this team, really. He only got mm. a couple of, like you talked about, he's just two out of three. Is P.J. Walker, who had the bulk of the playing time yesterday, 10 out of 19 for 136 yards. I think that's where they're feeling like because P.J. Walker is one of those. That can, I know Darnold, is, he can move around and extend plays with his feet, too. But I just don't think there's any confidence. If there was confidence for Carolina for Sam Darnold, they wouldn't have made this play for Breaker Mayfield and made that trade with Cleveland. They would have stuck with him. Obviously, there is no confidence with him. He saw that really just break down for, for Sam Darnold last year. This is still a, a work in progress with the offensive line for Carolina. I just suspect that they're really wanting to get a good look at P.J. Walker. Uh, and if uh, opening comes, if somebody goes down with one of these teams out there and they need a quarterback, I don't think Sam Darnold's a starting quarterback in this league. But there's plenty of other starters in this league right now, Femi, that really shouldn't be starting. <laughs> yeah. You got to take – I mean, you what, what do you have? You're down to seeds and stems with a lot of these quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. What else are you going to do? I think that's kind of where I just feel like with Sam Darnold. I don't know how many reps he is. This is totally Baker Mayfield's team going forward. And I think he looked pretty comfortable in that pocket. The one thing he does bring, and we know Baker Mayfield brings a lot of bravado. He brings a lot of confidence. Yes. He is not lacking for confidence on the field. And he played that like that in this couple since last night, yesterday afternoon. Well, I almost wonder if the Panthers are maybe trying to protect Darnold from himself owners because three attempts in two series. That's, that's not a lot. So it's almost to a extent that if they look to trade him, they don't want him to get hurt having all these dropbacks. Do you think that this is an indicator that we could see him move? Like you mentioned here, especially if this job is Baker Mayfield. And they don't want him to look bad either, right? Well, also if he that, only yes. three passes, <laughs> can't make him look too bad if we're not giving him the rock to make plays out there. I, I totally, I'm just speculating here, Sam Dartle. I just can't. Yeah. I, I just look back to last year and how poorly he played, especially the latter part of the season. Oh, I'll never forget that game against New Orleans where he was just completely shell shocked. He did not want to be out there in New Orleans. It was just giving him a beating and and coach rule just let it continue and have him drop back and just kept getting slapped around back there in new orleans so i i you know i think for darnold it's just it's unfortunate right it's unfortunate where he landed in the draft having to go to new york and dealing with adam gase and that dysfunction on the sideline and in the locker room with that weird just the strange coaching habits that gase would have with darnold and really set him back and, and that's the one thing talent aside you know, once you lose your confidence, it's the psyche is such a fragile thing in any sport and let alone mm. at the quarterback spot in the NFL, especially being a high draft choice like Sam Darnold had. Sometimes once that's broken, I don't he just strikes me as somebody that is still really str is going to continue to struggle to try to regain and find that confidence. He's got to find the right landing spot for that to happen. I don't think Carolina is the place. Carson Wentz is the QB one for the commanders, 10 of 13, 74 yards in his debut there for Washington. I don't think he should be concerned about not playing there and somebody unseating him, or maybe he should be. How about the rookie Sam Howell nine of 16 for 145 yards, nine yards per attempt here. James, the rookie might throw his hat into the ring. If Wentz struggles early this season. Well, he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. And obviously for Sam Howell coming in later in the game and playing again, who knows what he's playing against, right? A number of players that probably won't even be on the roster for Carolina yeah. come cut down day in a couple weeks. But take it full advantage of the opportunity when it's there and playing with confidence to throw the ball. We saw him in North Carolina maybe two years ago more so with COVID before all those the, the great skill set that he had back there with that team uh, was drafted in the NFL. But kid's got a lot of confidence. He's got a tremendous arm, played full of confidence. Carson Wentz, like you said, 10 out of 13 for 74 yards. So he did a good job of, of underhanding the ball just a couple yards across the line of scrimmage. This is somebody that just doesn't have confidence or accuracy to push the ball down the field.
Yeah. No, it's a, this Commanders team. I'm not high on them heading into this season, but uh, this Carson Wentz experience. This is the last straw for Wentz as a starter in the NFL, so he's going to have to play better. A lot of pressure on him in our nation's capital in a division that's not really that great outside of the Cowboys and the Eagles. So we'll see how that unfolds this season. On the other side, James has thoughts on the Seahawks-Steelers. We'll discuss that next. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, before we get to Seahawks-Steelers, I want to ask you about Colts-Bills. An early game yesterday in Western New York. The Bills win this one 27-24. Another one of these high-scoring preseason games that we see there. No Josh Allen for Buffalo in this game. It was Matt Barkley and Case Keenum behind center. For Indianapolis, though, we did see Matt Ryan, 6 of 10, 58 yards. What did you make of Matty Ice in his debut for Indy? He's going to be what Matty Ice is, right? We've talked about the the upgrade, in a sense, from he to Carson Wentz. Not so much with his, definitely with his accuracy, but his decision-making. That's the biggest upgrade. Not going to put the Colts and the Colts defense in particular in the hole by trying to force balls and turn the ball over. He's going to make good decisions with the football, and he's going to be very efficient with that. Not going to be a big, explosive quarterback down the field. Doesn't really have the, you know, this is a very young receiving core with the Indianapolis Colts. So so he's really taken the the leadership role with this young with this young offense, you know, with the wideouts, and he's going to be the coach on the field to make good decisions for the Colts. So I think it's from that standpoint a huge upgrade from Carson Wentz and and just the the recklessness that we saw out of Wentz over really the last few years, but definitely there in the Colts, and that's why they jettisoned him in one season did not work out there mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. But I think that's what we see. That's pretty indicative of what we're going to see, especially early on with Matt Ryan, the short, efficient throws, and then yeah. We're not. We're, I, I don't know if we see Jonathan Taylor. We probably shouldn't see Jonathan Taylor the entire preseason. There's no need to go put, to put him out there. He already has such a big workload. They know who he is. They know what yeah. he looks like out there. So that's just going to be a comp. You know, the, Matt Ryan is really going to be the complement to the running game and being able to move the sticks on third down and continue to 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 keep the ball and and drive the football. So not surprising that we saw that out of Matt Ryan early. I think that my takeaway from the Colts was the the backups on the offensive line. Yeah, there's not a lot of depth there, and I know they've had some mm-hmm. some movement on the offensive line over the last year or two and working in a new left tackle, but the backup positions at both tackle spots, man, the Bills were, Bills were very aggressive yesterday, and they're very physical off the point of attack, even though we weren't seeing a whole lot of the, the you know, a lot of twos and threes for the Bills yesterday. The the culture is there with that defense to be very aggressive, and, and they really needed to get after the passer, and they did a tremendous job taking advantage of the backups for the Colts yesterday. Uh, really sloppy game from both teams. Four first-half turnovers, five overall, I think there was for the Bills. Uh, three coming from Case Keenum. If there's anything for the Bills, that's probably the biggest concern. Yeah, it's going to be a concern when you have a, a quarterback the caliber of Josh Allen if, in fact, he misses any time during the regular season because now they're really banking on Case Keenum, veteran player that he is, but not off to a good start. Really 
played poorly yesterday. Not a lot of awareness in the pocket. I know it's a new a new team that he's going to, but you know he had two picks yesterday. Some bad throws, short throws. One was a was a back shoulder throw that uh, he did not. And he he hit right in the front shoulder of the DB and a good read <laughs> by the DB, but also lost a fumble as well. That's kind of been the knock on Case Keenum too, holding on the ball too long, trying to make big plays and just trying to make an impact and an impression in his Bills debut and not off to have a really poor impression for game one for Case Keenum in that preseason matchup against the Colts. Yeah, a combined seven turnovers between the two teams in yesterday's Colts-Bills game. Despite that, still 51 points between the two of them as well. So uh, they were at least efficient. When they weren't turning the ball over, they were scoring um, in that regard. So the Bills will go ahead and get the victory 27-24, their ninth straight win in the preseason, which is second only behind Baltimore, who are the preseason champions. 21 straight victories for the Ravens. Um, McDermott may be a coach that we should be betting on in these preseasons. We always talk about Harbaugh and that being priced into the market. Maybe the books start to catch up with Sean McDermott and this Bills team. That's their ninth straight preseason game they've won. And uh, beyond Baltimore, who's won 21 straight. I think it's 21 straight that Baltimore's won in the preseason. Yeah, for Buffalo. He had to go and change the culture there in Buffalo. And McDermott really did it in in really short period of time considering how poorly Buffalo had played prior to not only with McDermott coming over but obviously the the maturation of Josh Allen at the quarterback spot that definitely helps for Buffalo but I think that the you can just see what the we know what the identity of the offense is going to be that's clear with Josh Allen I think with Buffalo now and having that bringing in Von Miller I think the the one concern yes they were they had some issues against the run last year too their their linebackers are a bit smallish there in the middle but it was getting after the quarterback and now I think with just looked very physical and very aggressive, very athletic too, is this Buffalo Bills team. It's a really good, you know, on the back end, that secondary can cover when they're fully healthy. Uh, and now with Von Miller, the addition of Von Miller coming over and being able to not only be able to come out and be that pass rusher and make plays, he's good against the run too when they when they bring it against his side, but really just having that veteran leadership as a Super Bowl winner, now two-time Super Bowl winner, Von Miller coming there, I think what a huge upgrade that's going to be not only in the field Femi but in that locker room for that for that young defensive line for Buffalo that's tremendous pickup I'm really interested to see how Von Miller over the course of that let's say the first half of the season mm-hmm. impacts that defense on that front line for Buffalo yeah and that was the main weakness for Buffalo yes last year if you could point to a weakness was the lack of a pass rush especially when you face a Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, that being the team that stood in their way of going to the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons, is you got to be able to bring those guys down if you want to beat those kinds of teams. So Von Miller, maybe he can be the missing link here for this Buffalo Bills team as they're the Super Bowl favorite, and rightfully so, in my opinion, as the best team in football, at least as we sit here on August 14th. Uh, The Seahawks and the Steelers over in Western PA here. We saw the Steelers win this game last night, 32-25. to Both of these teams with quarterback competitions, Drew Locke, Geno Smith for Seattle, then Pickett, Rudolph, and Trubisky for Pittsburgh. The points were flying, and Pittsburgh got off to a pretty good start there. Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, and Trubisky all leading touchdown drives. Yeah, I think just let's just look at Seattle and just what's been lost from Seattle. You know, Bobby Wagner now gone. You don't have any holdovers left from those Legion of Boom days on the defensive side. You don't have the leadership and the playmaking ability any longer with Russell Wilson on the offensive side. I just I don't know what the identity of this football team is going to look like. You're looking at uh, quarterback. Well, let's just say a quarterback by default competition here with Geno Smith (laughs) and Drew Locke guys. I think. 
think for for Geno Smith, I, the one thing we saw out of Geno last year was, you know, that was a big shoes to fill when Russell Wilson went down, and obviously. It, major downgrade as far as being able to make plays from the pocket and at the quarterback spot for Seattle, but did show a lot of toughness and a little moxie. I think that's what we haven't seen out of Drew Locke, and that's why he completely fell out of favor in Denver. Another one that, uh, you know, another high... High draft, highly drafted quarterback to come in and make things happen for Denver that they struck out on again, and so much of it wasn't because he doesn't have the skill set. Drew Locke's got plenty of talent, plenty of arm talent, but it was the again the I think for him it was the lack of accountability to take an ownership of being the leader of that Denver Broncos franchise, and now all of a sudden he's going to learn that and have to go to Seattle. I just don't see it. If they if they go with him week one, it is Drew Locke's game, a team, and he does that going forward. Man, what an interesting week one scenario yes. that will be for that Monday nighter, right? Denver, of all teams, schedule makers in the NFL doing a great job to, to build some hype up for Monday night because Seattle's going to be a bad football team going into the season. That's probably the only thing to really look forward to with Seattle is that opening night with Russell Wilson coming back home, leading the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos. And if it is Drew Locke being the starting quarterback, for Seattle, uh, I'd love my chance. I don't typically like to bet road favorites, Femi, but I think I will be all over that one. There is nothing I want to do with Seattle uh, for for this season. I think this roster is completely being made over. They should be in the sweepstakes for one of those highly touted quarterbacks coming out in the 2023 draft, and that really should be the method of where they're going for next season, and this is going to be a lost season for Seattle, but that is going to be a juicy one if that's the quarterback matchup, especially with Seattle and Drew Locke on Monday night, week one. Yeah, no, what about the sequence, though, to end this game? We saw Kenny Pickett take the sack on fourth down near midfield. The very next play, Drew Locke fumbles after being sacked on his blind side, and then Pickett leads the Steelers down the field with the game-winning touchdown pass. But Pickett and also their other rookie, their wide receiver, George Pickens, both of those guys had pretty good performances and yeah. having the Steel City buzzing, especially the wide receiver, George Pickens, with three catches and a touchdown. Yeah, and they've been raving about him in camp. Just like, and we hear that a lot. Everybody's going to be the greatest player ever in, <laughs> yeah. in training camp. But Pickens, we know Pickens has a lot of talent. Has a lot of talent mm-hmm. there, and was kind of lost in the shuffle with all the other talent in college when he was playing there with Georgia. But I think for for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you you look at what they're going to do and who they're trying to fit in offensively. I think Mason Rudolph's got the edge because he's been there in that system with Pittsburgh for a while. But I think they really want Trubisky. Uh, it sounds weird to say they really want Trubisky. <laughs> to be the guy because he he does have the ability to stand, extend plays with his feet. We know he's mm-hmm. a really good athlete. He's got a lot of speed and quickness with his feet, with, with being able to move outside the pocket and, and make plays running the football. And that just kind of, not that it opens up the playbook a lot for Pittsburgh, but it does sustain drives for Pittsburgh because I think this is going to be, Pickens notwithstanding, it's going to be a struggle offensively with that offensive line for Pittsburgh to gain any consistently, any consistently scoring all season long. Yeah, we know that it's going to have to be led by the defense, this Pittsburgh Steelers team, as it often has been over the last four or five decades now for the Steelers, dating back to the Steel Curtain days. So we'll see how that one plays out in the Steel City. We'll continue this discussion on the other side. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with James Salinas here on a Salinas Sunday. James, we were talking a little bit about this Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation. And I know as a whole, 
you're a little bit lower on this team than others. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, one of them will be the week one starter here next month. Does it matter who it is that starts for you, at least with the Steelers team? Uh, no, I mean, this is a team that's going to have to run the football with Najee Harris and really try to play. They're going to have to shorten these games. It's just, this is not going to be a team. Any of those three quarters, it's not going to be Kenny Pickett as the, as the rookie. I know he was able to, to show out the end of the game last night, but again, those are against whatever the, the, the low, low, the bottom part of the depth chart for Seattle in that matchup late in the game. But I think whether it's Trubisky or Rudolph, these are not any quarterbacks that, that at least for me as a sports better that I'm going to be looking at to say, well, I trust these guys to be able to make plays on third down and sustain these drives. It's going to have to come down to the defense playing low scoring games. These are going to be a lot of low scoring games in Pittsburgh. Forget about what the preseason looked like mm-hmm. last night with the, 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 the scoring that was happening. What? Seven, 57 points last night. That's not going to happen during the regular <laughs> season. It's going to be built on defense. It's going to be built on the run game. But that offensive line, it's very young, very inexperienced, and still a lot of moving parts up front that's going to take time to get to to know each other up there to build any kind of chemistry and timing, especially with the run game. That's going to be key with the, the timing piece to run the football consistently and so Najee Harris can get out of the backfield without having constant penetration. I just uh, It starts with the offensive line for me, and I think that's going to be an issue all season long with Pittsburgh, the quarterback play. Yeah, I think for Trubisky, the one thing he can do, we talked about it in the last segment, is he can extend plays with his feet so he yeah. can get outside the pocket and and make some plays to be able to extend move the sticks and extend the chains but do we do we trust him to be able to make plays when it counts to have to be in that passing it's just not one that I can trust him to do that I know it was a really you know, it was just a, some issues going on coaching malpractice really in Chicago uh, and maybe he got to learn something and see a different identity and culture there when he was in Buffalo last year as the backup didn't get to see any action really but but you get to learn some of that and maybe there's some growth and maturity that helping maybe that helps I feel like Pittsburgh does want to see him in there just because of his ability to move outside of the pocket but for me I don't know if it really matters coming early in the season it's all going to be about this running game and the defensive mm-hmm. and the defensive line for Pittsburgh to keep them competitive yeah no I think the Steelers team for the preseason at least ends up being a bet on team because we're seeing them get three competent quarterbacks relative yeah. to what we normally see in the preseason with Pickett, Rudolph, and Trubisky, but the fans were clamoring for Kenny Pickett there, James. They were chanting Kenny. They were chanting Kenny, the first-round pick there, 20th overall to the Steelers. We'll see. Eventually, he's going to play, I think, this season, probably later on, maybe October, November, but uh, I think we'll see Pickett at some point this regular season. Let's go down to the Sunshine State here, James, where we saw last night the Miami Dolphins defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 26-24, to and Miami, it was Skylar Thompson in at quarterback to a tongue of Iowa sat out this game clearly because it's a preseason game. Uh, We didn't see Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle either, but we did see Cedric Wilson, their free agent acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys for Tampa, Tom Brady on the, I guess it was sabbatical or what do we, I don't even know what we're calling this leave of absence as Tom Brady's on his leave of absence. So Kyle Trask was the quarterback that saw the majority of the reps, but also Blaine Gabbert, pretty nice showing five of five, 56 yards in the TD, but Trask maybe a promising young QB down there for the Bucks. Well, they got to take a look at him. Let's take a look and see. You know, Tom Brady, one of these years, Tom Brady, one of these decades, we'll just leave it at that for Tom Brady. (laughs) Amazing what he's still able, what he's been doing for such a long time in the NFL. Not only staying 
the physical attrition that we know comes with playing any position in the NFL, let alone quarterback, uh, the great shape that he keeps himself in, the dedication to being in his, as fit as he can be to go through the rigors of, a, of an NFL season for Tom Brady. But then the just that fire, that passion that burns within him, being that sixth-round draft choice, what, one number, 199 overall a couple decades ago, still fueled by that as a competitor that he is, just a fierce competitor. Uh, but eventually he's going to retire. And what does that mean for Tampa? It'll be rebuild mode from there. So you're going to take a look. Blaine Gabbert, we already know who he is. That's that's He's going to be a backup. He's been a backup his entire career. He will continue to do so. He is somebody that can make plays with his feet as well. That's not what he was there for last night in preseason. But for Kyle Trask, you're going to see that. Just Skylar Thompson, though, for Miami. We know what that is going forward for the offense. For for this Dolphins team come week one, it's to his team and a lot of new mm-hmm. pieces. We're I just don't know what how much of we're really going to get to see of that in the preseason. You know, a lot of new pieces on the offensive line, all of it, everything with the wide receiver spots now and and the new coaching staff and what is that going to look like with the stretch running game? I think that's what we'll definitely see. A lot of that outside zone coming over from San Francisco now with McDaniel and I, I just, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to assess these preseason games. I mean, Skylar Thompson, he got, he got every rep as the quarterback last night, 20 for 28, 218 yards and a touchdown, but we're not going to see him during the regular season. Yeah. So it, that, that's just something where it's, yeah, this is what it is. We got a seventh-round rookie. Let's just throw him out there. And Good for him. <laughs> he took after it and got after it and competed out there, made some plays. Good for you. Whether you're going to be on that Dolphins roster or maybe somewhere else, that's the one thing with all these players. They're auditioning not only for them, for their current team, but for the other 31 teams in the NFL when we're talking about the, especially the the latter part of these games in the preseason, second half, et cetera. Guys looking for jobs, man. Everybody's putting the great yeah. effort out there. Yeah, the one thing you can say about this Miami Dolphins offense is that they are going to be fast. They have themselves a nice little four-by-one track team out there for the Dolphins. Um, Houston defeated New Orleans last night, 17-13, to one of the few games that actually went under the total. And for the Texans, we saw Jeff Driscoll get a majority of the snaps. Davis Mills was out there for a little bit, 3 of 3, 14 yards, but nothing really to write home about. Driscoll, 16 of 26 165, two TDs, but three interceptions. And for New Orleans, we saw the red rifle, Andy Dalton, five of five, 51 yards, a TD pass. And then Ian Book, who could forget that performance Monday Night Football last year against the Dolphins, 15 of 22, 121, and an interception here. Your takeaways from the Saints-Texans game. Well, not surprising. It was a really sloppy game when you're looking at Driscoll and Book getting the bulk of the snaps at the quarterback spot between the two teams. What do they have? Was it six turnovers last night in that game? Four interceptions, mm-hmm. two fumbles, just a bad performance offensively. And you're going to see that when you're looking at Book. I don't, I don't know. Is Book even a quarter? Should he even be in the quarterback? It, should he be a quarterback in the NFL? He's got a, there's a long list of guys that still get jobs and have, you know, it's just, it's just so, it's so hard to find competent play at the quarterback spot. You got to just take what you got. Andy Dalton. Yeah. We didn't get to see a lot of him. Very efficient. Five for five for 51 yards and a touchdown. They have a competent backup veteran quarterback there in New Orleans. We'll see Jameis Winston being healthy at some point to get out there, but we know the identity of what New Orleans looks like. It's going to be built on that defense. Offense, that's going to be a work in progress now with Peyton being gone and and some new offensive linemen to, to piece together for New Orleans up front as well. But for the Houston Texans, the identity is they have to start all over and it's just rebuild mode. And I think mm-hmm. they're starting. They're starting at the offensive line. We didn't get to see any of their 
their draft picks, their their top two draft picks from from the first round this past draft. They were out there last night, so things to work through. But I think for Davis Mills, it's that's going to be the transition. Last year coming in, nobody expected anything out of him and played pretty competently. They were behind in most every game, so you know a lot more vanilla action that he could throw to when you're coming from behind and being able to pad some stats and and nothing expected of him nor the Texans last year. All the dis- distraction just swirling around with Deshaun Watson throughout the season, and now that's been passed and behind them. Just interested to see now, not so much in the preseason, but we, once we get to the regular season, offensively for this team with Davis Mills, now some higher expectations. This is his opportunity to, to show that he can play in the NFL, and is this a Texans team that has enough talent, at least on the offensive line? I think it's competent. I think they're competent up front to be able to, to, to get some good push and some good pass protection for Davis Mills. What are we going to see out of them offensively come the the first, let's just say, the first month of the season? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a work in progress and a, a challenge early on for Houston. Complete rebuild mode for that team. You know, New Orleans is interesting because a lot of people love this roster. I love the roster. Uh, yes. There's a team that I think can make the playoffs, but what makes me feel more comfortable about them is that quarterback depth. Is that something that you also identify when tying up your money in some of these futures bets? If I'm looking at a future bet, absolutely. Not only depth of the of the quarterback spot, but depth on the trenches and, and in particular the offensive line. We were talking about Indy and not a lot of depth at the tackle position. That's what I want to see out of a team like mm-hmm. New Orleans because they've had some new moving pieces, especially at the left tackle spot. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans, their offensive line uh, with Teron Armstead now in Miami. We'll see how they go ahead replacing him. Trevor Penning, the rookie out of Northern Iowa, getting a lot of action yesterday. That does it for hour number one. Talked a lot of football, but we don't forget about baseball. We discussed that next to start hour number two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.